Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Flow Space Podcast. I'm Ashley, and we're at TV Frank again. So I hope you are ready for some nice artwork, because you won't be able to enjoy some nice cocktails through the medium of sound or video. But you can enjoy these awesome pictures and these cool walls. Um, thank you, TV Frank, for providing them to us and this roof. Uh, my guest today is Nathan Ho. He is the co-founder of a wellness company, Bay Vida. Um, I have some notes because otherwise I'm gonna forget to mention all of the important things. <laughs> and I wanna do him good because it was an amazing conversation that we had. Um, so the company is a wellness innovation group focused on bringing awareness to mental health through wellness, technology, health, and education. They have a footprint in Hong Kong, Toronto, Southern Francisco, and Beijing. And uh, in the hour, we talked a lot actually about relationships and how to like give them the best go um, and how to achieve flow in relationships and in life and in yourself. Um, I love loved doing this hour. I love talking to Nathan. So um, I hope you guys love it too. And then sort of knowing where to go after that. But, um, have, but you yeah. ever, have you ever asked anyone who's like a podcaster or someone who's like an interviewer on what the best what? practices are? No, I haven't actually done that. Um, that would be interesting to do. Yeah. You could like po interview podcast a podcaster. Or just be like a, an endless interview. Who yeah. <laughs> interviewception? <laughs> just continue <laughs> to ask the right question. Yeah, exactly. And There's... then they'd ask you a question back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it sounds like whose line is it anyway? You know oh, that fun. show. Yeah, I love that it show. It's like that would be like a skit that they would do. Yeah. I, think, I swear to God, I think they do that too. I think they do that. Oh, they do it, I think, as uh, news news forecasters. Something like that, yeah. And they can only say like things news headlines or okay, things in yeah, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like that would be really funny. I love that show. But I think you could totally like, um, I'm obviously a huge proponent of just learning. So I think that doing something like this as a podcast would just be really. It's a great platform mm -hmm. because you as like, you could put yourself in the shoes of like, oh, I'm like a new-ish podcaster, mm -hmm. but then you could talk to a few podcasters on what they do and what they do well mm. as a as a best practices thing mm. so that other people who are new, who haven't really gotten into it or were getting into it can learn. Some... Yeah, it can yeah. take that away, right? I like it. Like, I think that would be a really cool, because it's also about flow too. It's like, how do you get, how do you achieve the state of flow within podcasting right like how do you get the most out of your the people yeah right, that you're interviewing is it and also to me is like is a podcast like this is it an interview mm. is it a conversation mm. is it like what's the structure into it right so every mm. podcast has a different flow mm. um and like for example like dana white like he has his podcast and stuff yeah. right and so why do he why does why do so many people tune into what he's talking about mm. versus like other ones right right and is it like the subject matter is it it mustn't just be the fact that he's he is who he's he is Dana white obviously that's a huge factor but there must be stuff that he talks about or he brings out in mm. the guest that it's like that's... extremely relevant but like thought-provoking at the same time and yeah you know, i like this idea i think it'll like be it a lot. really really cool especially because like I mean, putting the whole podcast together was a way to like learn from others and mm. sort of help them teach more people through yeah, the true. medium of podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I really love, the platform of, of that. That's like 
you know, that's why I did what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. Evita started because of that. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually met only a week ago. Mm. Uh, I don't know when the episode's going to come out, but we met basically recently. Yeah. I attended one of your Mindshare events. Yeah. Uh, the topic of which was confidence, yeah. which I love. Um, and at the time when I went, I honestly had no idea what uh, your company did mm -hmm. or uh, what kind of an event I was going to expect. I, I really dislike networking events. Mm. Um, it's weird. I, Remember we were saying like it's someone like you who's like so out there and bubbly mm -hmm. and just like so full of energy to mm. say that you're not like into networking is to me like, oh my God, what? It's strange. I, I, it's because I, I, I've always felt that... Um, oh hear that bike outside I can hear that too. <laughs> yeah everyone else can hear it too <laughs> but it's fine but um like with with networking events i've always felt uh in the past when especially when it's more sort of formal um uh or like a more corporate event i've always felt like i have to sort of push myself into this like mm. cut out of mm. oh this is the role that I need to assume and mm. therefore this is the person that I need to present uh, to meet these people and that experience for me is, is very difficult yeah um, I, I remember like I well I like to say that I'm an expert networker but <laughs> just because I've done it so many times yeah so I've I've re I've iterated what it used to be like mm -hmm. um, and then where I am now in terms of like when I get to networking events and like oftentimes I'll like find myself early days mm. doing that pitch mm. doing that like who am I what's my story and all that kind of stuff mm. but after a while you know what like I really realized which is really good mm. just make it fun for yourself yeah just make it fun for yourself like I'll just go up to someone because they have a really awesome hat yes and just say that and yes. then the conversation will be organic it's true it's not like hey how are you where are you from and what do you do okay now your turn and then after yeah. that it's like okay uh we should definitely collaborate yeah but it's like hey, no, take my name take card. card yeah <laughs> exactly but that's it and then like i i very often just change it up now like for the past five years i just changed my style which is mm -hmm. totally like just compliment someone for mm. you know what you really honestly think mm. is like unique but compliment is really good because you're you're complimenting someone so someone's immediately gonna be like oh i'll accept the compliment yeah. happily right oh that's nice yeah exactly and then they're already smiling but, but you got to be genuine about it too right because yeah. it's like i like your hat because it reminds me of whatever like a magician and when i was a child <laughs> nice. i wanted always to be a magician yeah and that's why i thought of you why are you wearing an awesome top hat like that or you know something like that something that's i yeah. like that you immediately made a personal connection to that's that right. person's compliment as well yeah so I, I think that's pretty good there you go like uh i believe when i when i arrived when i arrived at mindshare i sort of like hung around the food for a bit and then just went hi <laughs> uh, and they were like yeah hi and i was like uh cool yeah that's it <laughs> yeah who were you talking to at the beginning in i can't remember because right? uh, I, I came quite late yeah. i had to rush over from a, a session so i came fairly late and it started within the first like five or ten minutes right. of you know awkwardly standing there after saying hi to someone <laughs> did you have the vegan cheese i did oh my god it was very good shout out to plantarian hong kong these twin uh not twins but sisters the yeah. tan sisters they kind of i met them through bob z gaia the okay. founder of mana 
and and they were at an event and they were it was a movie screening which is an amazing movie which uh i won't get into but it's an amazing movie um uh and then um they had their cheeses mm-hmm. so it was it's not actually cheese mm-hmm. it's like cashew it's butter. cashew like nuts Ish. soy yeah all mixed but they make it beautiful and they ferment it too oh wow yeah they oh, actually wow. ferment so it so that it ages to become cheese oh wow so it's like really amazing and you were obviously scarfing it yeah Yeah, because after i sort of awkwardly said hi to someone i was like i'm just gonna try the food because i don't have to talk to the food to eat it but i think that that's like the easiest way i guess to having something to share but like if someone else comes in and wants to talk about oh this cheese is amazing like yes it became a question later so did you try the blue because the blue was uh there you go it was i couldn't you know it was really tasty yeah it was amazing yeah super good but yeah thank you for coming to my event no i really loved it and i told i told these guys about it as well i told my friends about it as well because um what i love so much about it is that you know compared to other events that i've been to you really did a good job at like creating this environment which was very um like I guess somewhat vulnerable um, and very intimate because mm. of because of what you did. Like yeah. you know, we're all sat in a circle, mm. a little circle of trust. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, I should have said that. Damn, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, great material in the bank, in the vault. Yeah, gonna see it next. Time. Well, that's how I felt um, when, and also I love the little touch of. Um, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and you noticed that, that. I was very Loved happy it. that I was in Donatello's group. Yes. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Do you do you like you know? Does Donatello sort of reach to you the most? Like you I would say so. Really? He's, I think he's the coolest one. So oh, obviously yeah? you want to be the coolest. Ninja he's a smart, turtle. geeky, cool one. But he's like, you know, s- subtle. He's not the one who's like the you know he's not going to be the one who talks first. Yeah. Soft spoken. Yeah. You know. So I think that. There's a lot, and that's cool. It's like, it's like, what's my personality trait based on which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle I like? Yeah, right? so I was in his group, so that's I was cool. like, oh, okay, good. That's nice awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that I I wanted to do that because um, when I was a kid, um, so I was thinking about like, okay, facilitation techniques, right? Like, how do I get people to sort of randomly meet other people? Um, but set that up so that I don't have to like actionize it. It's just there within the structure. Mm-hmm. And so when I thought about it, it's like, okay, I, I could make this group, group one, group two, group three, group four, but that's not fun. Mm-hmm. So what I obviously did, I just thought of like colors. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about, mm, it's, I don't just want to put colors. Blue group. Whatever, right? Yeah. So then I obviously thought back to my childhood and me being a facilitator of the event, like the host, but what would make me comfortable? You know, what would make me like feel at ease? Okay, choose the colors that I'm used to, that I love, which is the, the, the turtle, Ninja Turtles. Oh, awesome. And that's because I loved the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Like played all video games, nice. had like all four <laughs> of their stuffed animals and the action figures and all that stuff. So I just oh, thought nice. about those four colors. And so that's what it was. Nice. So does that make you uh, splinter? No, I just put the other color is green. Oh. So just because it was, <laughs> no, because like the other color, like there's a four colors of the turtles, but then the, the other color that the speakers were on was just green because okay. green as every turtle is, is green. So ah. the speakers are evocative of the guests present. Oh, wow. So we're not going to have like a, I thought about like a splinter, like either like a gray or like a, you know, dark brown color, but I'm like, 
I don't want to be that color. Gray and browns. Yeah, no, 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 right? <laughs> I'd rather be like, let's make it symbolic. Let's turn that the symbolism up a notch in oh, terms of wow. making it green. So, But I don't think anyone really noticed. Those are details, though. I like, those are small little details. Yeah, that's really lovely. It's, it's all great to learn. Yeah. yeah. It's all about that personalization through means that are indirect. Yeah. That I feel like people can connect to and... You're just throwing that bone out there for like people like you mm-hmm. to catch and realize, oh shit, that was a really cool, nice touch, like touch, mm. right? Not everyone will think about that. Oh. And then like the thing about the, um, actually, um, shout out to my twin brother, mm-hmm. Julian, Julian Ho, um, julianho.ca. Hi Julian. Um, hey Julian. <laughs> um, so he was the one who gave me the idea about uh, accountability buddies. Mm-hmm. So I did that exercise for the people who don't know um at the end whereby you pick someone at the end of the at the at the end of the event to hold you accountable and i think that did you you, i took your photo as well Mm -hmm. so polaroid photo and then you just well we wrote like the thing about confidence what did you write on it i wrote patient up practice sorry practice so we had everyone to write right um what was one thing that made you confident right Mm -hmm. or made you think about confidence or exudes confidence Mm -hmm. in you and then write it on your Polaroid with your, with, your, with your photo and then exchange it with your buddy. Mm. What did you, who did you sort of, who is your accountability buddy? Do you remember? Yeah, I went right up to Tiffany. Oh, uh, and cool. Her, SVHK. Yes. Social Ventures. Yes, exactly. They're, they're doing amazing things as well. Like um, just hearing about what they do is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went straight up to her. Her word was gratitude. Ooh. Um, did you guys talk about it with each other or just kind of like, this is my word? Yeah, we spoke about it and she, she was like saying uh, that it's just, a, it's really important to be grateful for the things that come about. And, you know, in order to be grateful, you have to be aware. And if you can sort of count your blessings, then mm. it just makes you feel confident. And then patience for you? Oh, practice for me was oh, because uh, it takes practice, yes. I think, to, to feel confident. confident That's and good. Be confident. I think a lot of people don't realize the the necessity for that mm. it doesn't happen just like a flow state yeah i was reading that um to get into a flow state it, it's obviously something that doesn't happen right away mm-hmm. and like there is an exercise i was reading that it takes 25 minutes mm-hmm. to do one thing mm-hmm. so single task not multitask turn away any other sort of distractions mm. but when you do something for 25 minutes straight mm. you enter into a flow state naturally mm. so kind of force yourself to doing one thing and doing that one thing for 25 minutes right your brain will kick in like hormones and whatnot will kick into that mode okay. whereby um you will get into that level of you know heightened awareness and interest level into that task oh cool i didn't know it was 25, 25 minutes, minutes. I, I can't remember i was supposed to write it in my notes but i didn't write it down but there's <laughs> a name of the practice but well, 25 but... minutes is is key right just like um there's a lot of things that it's funny that like the human body you know reacts to in terms of timing when things mm. kick in mm. right so um we were talking about like flow state and like relationships right yeah. remember how i was saying how like um one thing that i'm really happy about is my relationship with my wife and yeah. i've been with her for 10 years yeah there's one thing and i actually wanted to to share with the audience at home and yourself like a few tips and tricks mm. for like how i was able to sort of achieve the flow state in my relationship yeah because that's tough um Super so tough. i've i've been in a relationship for the last three or i guess coming up to three years 
Um, the guy's amazing and deals a lot of my with, with a lot of my shit. Mm. But um, I always felt like I'm cool. I'm like chill. I'm relaxed. I don't get jealous and all this stuff. But being in this relationship has made me realize mm. that I am all of these things mm. <laughs> and these things yeah. happen. Yeah. And uh, and I think at first when they began happening, I was like, you know, you know, why am I being like this? What's wrong with me? Mm. Where is this coming from? Mm. And then, of course, because I've not been like this in the past, I'm like, maybe then it's valid. And then you start to sort of get a little crazy, let's say. Um, so I think, yeah, give me those tips, man. I think uh, I'd be happy to hear them. <laughs> well, one thing, though, so, um, I was like, in my notes, I kind of wrote like, okay, one thing that's really interesting is like, um, okay, hugs. Hugs are great. Okay, hugs are great. But you heard of the 20-second hug? I have, but carry on, carry on. Okay, Let's share. so the reason why I and my wife do 20-second uh, hugs is because um, there's a, a hormone in the body called oxytocin. And it's um, like secreted by the pituitary gland and it's like responsible for like what they call the cuddle hormone. Mm -hmm. um, it makes you sort of feel good, like a love hormone. And that only comes out past like 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. When you're embracing someone for that long, then your body sort of starts to produce starts to, yeah. I heard it was 17 seconds. Really? Yeah. So we'll just hold it three seconds longer just because just go for full 30. Just go yeah, for the full, full 30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> so like I've, I sort of like it's it's funny because like I um, indirectly instilled that rule with my wife and I <laughs> to be you like just, let's just do it for 20 seconds let's hold yeah. each other right <laughs> and so it's that's one little thing that we've come to do as like a that's like a habit, mm. but it's a great habit to have. Oh, right? I like that. So that's one thing. Another thing is, um, I actually have probably 10, but like I'll list a few of them just for now. Um, <laughs> another one is like greet each other at the door. Mm. So when you walk in oh. to your home together, assuming you live in the home together, but even if you don't, if someone, if you're expecting this, if you are there first in, in the home of the abode, um, greet that person at the door. Don't just be on your phone, be on your couch. Um, be in your room. Obviously, if you're using the toilet, then yeah, whatever. Mm. But go to them afterwards because I think having that greeting, mm. it always reminded me as a kid that um, I think it was my mom who taught me this lesson. Mm. So uh, I grew up in Toronto and both my parents worked, like my mom and my dad. And um, there were times when my brother and I were, when we were younger, I think maybe in like middle school or so, like maybe like early teens or so, we got really into video games and computer games. Yeah, as um, you do. Obsessed. Like yeah. I was NBA Live uh, fan before NBA 2K, but NBA Live and I was just playing the computer, both of us against each other. We we're twins. And then um, there were some times when we, my dad and my mom would come home and they came home relatively good time, five in Canada. It's much better working hours. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Really good. Get that over here. Yeah. And so... They would come home after a long day of work and then they would, you know, help to make dinner and then they would call us. But my mom always, I think at one, one time when we were just so obsessed with the game um, that we totally did not hear them come in or we just ignored it. Oh. And then my, because um, my mom would always, when they came home, like, guys, boys, we're home, right? Um, or in Chinese, like, right? Um, like, to come up and say hi. Mm. And so we would ignore them after a few times. And then my mom was, like, fed up. And she, like, freaking 
in a Chinese household, we always take our shoes off. Mm-hmm. So I know she was pissed when she stormed in the house <laughs> with her shoes on. I was like, can I swear? Yeah, of course. Oh, fuck. Like, we're <laughs> fucked. Like, mom came in the house with shoes and she went down the basement, too. Oh, like, whoa, we're, we're fucking murdered right now. And so we just, like, stopped, froze. She's like, for the last time, you guys... She didn't swear to us, but you guys have to come up and say hi to us because we're coming home after a long day of work. Do you realize this roof is here because of us? Yeah. All for you. And all we want is for you to come and say hi. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So obviously from then that was like yeah. seared into my mind. Lesson learned. Lesson yeah. learned. But it was a great lesson. It, it really is. Because you're, the people who are your closest to you are your loved ones. And if you even don't say hi, I mean, obviously, not good. What if they didn't come home? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You yeah. Know, how would you feel? Right. So anyway, so that was like a, a big thing. So I do that with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also kind of nag about this one. Do you really? Yeah, because I, I love it. I love um, like come home and then you're like, hi, get a greeting. And then for me, it's like. Ah, end of day, beginning of home mm, is the way that, that hello That's comes. nice. Yeah, so. Beginning of home. Yeah, it's beginning of nothing. Yeah, take your, take all the things that happen in your day, like kind of like leave it at the door. And oh yeah, and the confidence in the mind share. That's what I said to everyone. Mm. Leave your, oh yeah, you missed the beginning. Oh no, you were there. No, I the was beginning. there. Leave your ego Egos at, the, at door. the door. Yeah. And your commercial ambitions, put them on pause. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here as human beings. Right? Yes. And I love, I think that was like a really good thing to to showcase to the group um another thing that i do with my wife which is which is fun is like ultimately how we've been able to do it like be together for 10 years is i just act like a kid hey yeah we were talking about that earlier right yeah just be a kid with each other because that you you get so um what is it just so down to basics and makes things makes life so much more simple mm-hmm and when I think about early in relationship, I'd be like, okay, is this person, um, who was I talking to this? I'm a huge sports buff, NBA fan. I'm so bummed that they postpone or cancel the NBA season because of the outbreak, which is the right decision in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I was a little bit uh, obviously disappointed as a fan. However, you know, in like sports, you have a plus minus score. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you have a minus score? Plus minus. So it's like if you're on the court for the amount of time that you are there, how efficient are you? Like how many points, rebounds, assists, steals, whatever do you produce? Mm-hmm. Um, it's same in hockey and other sports too. But if you're like negative, meaning like if you had a turnover or you didn't, your time was on the court was not efficient, then you'll uh, have a negative score. Okay. So people are like the best players have the highest positive scores because their impact on the game is just so strong. Whenever they're on the court or on the ice or whatever, they positively contribute to the statistics of the game Mm -hmm. um, for their team. So anyway, I think of that as like plus minus um, in terms of relationships. Is this person, every single time I see them or think about them, giving me a plus (laughs) when they're on the court like in terms of communication with me and whatnot right or are they like a a status quo zero or is it a negative so always try to keep that in mind like why am i with you Mm -hmm. because you're making me happy Mm -hmm. right so the plus is obviously happiness negative sadness so if overall the time that i spend with you on an hourly basis Mm. is positive then you're worth keeping in my life nice 
right? do you do you say hey you're, do that pa- you're being a bit in the negatives right now <laughs> i would about you're gonna have to pick it up a little yeah i know i'll give you another i'll give you another quarter or another period <laughs> yeah. to, to pick that up yeah no, but i think it's like it's just something that i keep within my own tally for sure and right. and like hold yourself accountable too basically yeah, exactly yeah. and i'll be like um you know what I'm not feeling that our what we're where we're at right now is that positive. Mm. So I'll I will actively try something to change it up. Absolutely. I think like being I think one thing that's been very helpful, I think, for me is being aware, but also being able to be like responsible for my own feelings and my own actions. Mm. Like if things aren't let's say things are in the negative I think it's so easy to go, you need to do that and you need to do this and you're not doing this, but, and, and it can be quite difficult to go, actually, no, what can I do? What have I done wrong or like mm. not wrong, but mm. w- what could I do better? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it is much easier to sort of set those changes in place because you can do it yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, the language you just used, right? Was the negative connotation is always saying you, 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 mm. whereas the, the, the way for change is when you say I. Mm-hmm. I always, yeah. I, I mean, I can do this to to improve our situation. It's not you should not be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. I've know? had friends who are no longer my friends um, that have said things. You know, you don't have the right to say this. When it's like I'm communicating my feelings to you. Mm. It's like, what do you mean? No right? I'm like, <laughs> we're friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they they they're constantly in the state of. Um, you know, if it wasn't for you doing this, I wouldn't have to do this. And I'm like, Whoa. gosh, for as long as everything in words. your life. Yeah, those would be fighting words. But I've, I've you know, I've said like for as long as and not just for this one person, but for anyone, I think for as long as things are, you've done this and you've done that, you could never really begin to move past whatever it is that you are so like angry about because mm. you're not taking responsibility for it. Mm. I think for as long as it's other people's responsibility, you'll never be able to have control over what happens next or feel like you have that control. That's yeah. how I see it. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. So that's, no, that's, that's a great sharing. Well, that's a, you same with you. I wouldn't yeah. have shared if I wasn't for you sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course. Yeah. Another, another tip that I have is, um, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a little obvious, but like having your inside jokes, mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. obviously if with any really good relationship, you'll have that. Uh, I have like secret places that I remember. Um, mm-hmm. I always think about like, if zombie apocalypse were oh. like in a movie, right? <laughs> For example, you'd be like, oh my God, the world is crumbling. Um, we're all going to die. Go to the secret place. Yeah. You know? like, go to that place <laughs> that you and that person only know. And uh-huh. like you have like some stash of weapons there that like in the movie when the, the climax happens and then everyone thinks they're going to die. And then all of a sudden, boom, I turn around and have like a fucking bazooka or some shit like, and kill everyone. That's what I like. Anyway, that it's not that I planned that with like my wife. I want to go to your cool secret place. Sounds like you got great things there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like someone's treehouse. Yeah. It's like, or like my fort or my basement that I built. That's our secret place. <laughs> Ew. It uh, smells in here. No? Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that you got a zombie apocalypse in the brain. Well, okay. So it's really weird. It's obviously that 
something to joke about. We could joke about a dark humor, but it's it's like coronavirus and things are yeah. happening, right? Yeah. So whatever. But um, we have those like spots in mind, and I think that comes through, like as I said from the beginning, it's like being like a kid, mm. right? You will only have those things when you were a kid, and when you kind of grow up, you don't really have those cool places that you go to play, you mm. know. And so, the, I have like one of those like a place that I have as to remember, like that it's not just our secret place, but like it's funny. Like I'll, I'll share one of the places is like uh, in a uh, Hong Kong station uh, down in the MTR. There's like a platform just before you go down to the platform. There's like these like the not a platform, but like, um, or not really a railing. Mm. Yeah, it's easier to sort of show a picture, but <laughs> it's in the MTR just before you go down and there's like a flat area. It's like made of granite or rock or marble. Okay. And we would always just meet there, um, to eat food because we'd bring some food there and just eat it before we go, because before we didn't live with each other. So mm. I would say bye to her at the station and oh. she, and send her off and then I'll just get out. So that's why we would always be there. But that spot, um, you're not supposed to eat there, by the way, um, but no one stopped us. But that would be a place for us to have the most heated of arguments oh. in public. <laughs> like, it's just as you say bye, and then you're talking, you're arguing about something, and then you're like, okay, we wait here for like 15, 20, 30 minutes just arguing. <laughs> to cool down as to well. To cool down. And then say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't want to say bye on this note. So just stop. Don't go down. Just stay here and we'll talk. And though that's yeah. our one of our secret places that we'll always remember that like a defining, the, the defining moments in our relationship were always like in public, in front of everybody mm. in the NTR platform, Hong Kong Station. Like that's a place so but have that as a place that we all like we both remember, you just right? remember it yeah. yeah and i also i imagine that also sort of not leaving in a bad mood maybe yeah. one of your tips as well yeah for sure yeah. i mean i'm not one of those people who are like the fine it's over or yeah, like, bye I'm yeah, leaving. I hate that, leaving. yeah yeah you know, i hate that and so you know, talk it out right <laughs> don't be a i mean then that's not to be a kid about it right then it's like okay, we should communicate about it yeah but i also do know um after so many not so many but a few nights you know being having the boot to sleep on the couch sometimes um just know when to keep fighting mm. to communicate that or when to sort of throw in the towel yeah now that i'm married and i'm like you i know my wife pretty well like i know this is a battle that's not worth continuing and yeah. and bless her for having a short-term memory on these things the next morning it resets <laughs> just make her damn breakfast or yeah. bring her coffee in the morning this, and it's done <laughs> this is uh so michael my boyfriend was like uh i asked him you know could you go do this thing thing and usually when I ask him things, he just doesn't do them. So the day I asked him to do something, he goes, hey, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Mm. It's like, yeah, let's go for sushi. I haven't been for sushi for a while. I love sushi. Yeah. So we met up. I was like, I know the only reason why you're taking me here is because you don't want to go to the supermarket. And he's just like, how do you know you me so well? Wow. <laughs> but it was a lovely dinner. Yeah. Um, I got it out of the way at the beginning okay. in a jovial manner. Yes, I thought good I did for it you. well. Yeah, good um, for you. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's funny how, um, wait, what was the topic? It just takes, I think it's just good to sort of like um, 
I don't even know where that's where we're in our flow state. We don't yeah, even remember. Don't even know. We're just so enjoying the moment and the energy that we feel, right? So this what happens in this flow space. Yeah, exactly. So I think that um, your ability in that situation to sort of change, like you knew consciously oh, what he's oh, trying so, to do. So he knew it would annoy me that he didn't go to the supermarket. Right, So exactly. he immediately made it better by taking me out for a lovely meal. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, so we know, and we you, know our partners Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> and the best thing is that you didn't like get upset because you were getting an awesome sushi Japanese yeah, meal. Yeah, I like sushi. Right. <laughs> me too. I love sushi. Yeah. That's like a, oh, so that's really good. Um, And then one last thing that i'll just bring up was which i think every couple or any relationship should do is um there is a um a book that was uh, written in 1992 by gary chapman mm. and it's called the five love languages how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate mm. and there are five languages of love and it's like you can you don't have to read the book you could read the book for sure but there are a lot of surveys mm -hmm. that you can just fill out and you do it as a couple okay and um they talk about five things in which for example the way that i interpret or express and communicate love is very different from how my wife would mm -hmm. right or how they she receives it as well is this like uh some people communicate love through like experiences mm -hmm. yep. and that's right the five categories are one words of aff affirmation two acts of service three receiving gifts Four, quality time. And last is physical touch. But those five are like um, sort of ways in which um, I guess you can see them as different buckets or different categories so that what, for example, I would receive, if I were to receive gifts, my level of love bucket, mm. the amount that it would amount to in terms of the fullness of it would maybe be different than say my wife if she were to receive a gift mm. so my happiness or my pleasure derived from receiving a gift is different than how she would mm. same thing with quality time i might not value quality time as much as she does yeah right um or vice versa words of affirmation like actually like words of support like you are amazing i love what you're doing i'm so proud of you blah blah mm. blah like those things she might not it might not fill up that love bucket mm. whereas for me that just fills it up really quickly, for mm. example, right? So I think that every couple or any, even even in dating, it's you huge. You need to let each other know. I think yes. it's once you get to a point where you're like, oh, this is long term, I think you need to know yeah. what your love languages are yeah, for in sure. order to make it even, But I guess even dating too, like it doesn't have to be long term, but of course long term, it's, it's a must to mm -hmm. do this, to communicate. But I think even in a short term, it's like just a cool, fun exercise to do mm. just to get to know someone. Right. Because when you're dating, you're not you're dating with the intention that might it might turn into something more. Yeah. But at the same time, I think nowadays in cultures, dating is like, you know, we're just going to meet new friends mm. um, if it becomes more romantic um, afterwards, as yeah. opposed to purely intimate and just friends. Yeah. Um, then then so be it. But I think this helps no matter what, because it helps like um, filter out. Yeah, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of things. That's right, exactly. And, uh, you're just sort of like, ah, oh, great. This is how I can like care for this person now. Yeah, it's just a very well-structured um, communication tool. Yeah. And it's about love and everyone has these feelings. So I would highly recommend um, for a good, long, steady relationship to have this done, but then do check in every once in a while about mm. this because... 
you might change, you might evolve, right? That I also like that. I do think, um, I mean, with your partner and also with yourself, like continuous check-ins, like every few months, like what are your goals? What are you doing? Yeah. What do you want? Like those things change so frequently mm-hmm. and that it's so easy to sort of forget to check in with yourself or, totally you know be hanging on to something that you wanted six months ago and yeah. like oh why isn't this not happening and then you're like oh maybe i should just adjust because i'm hanging on to this but this thing is there mm. it's like right there mm. you know yeah you back in some ways and- i mean having that being in tune with yourself is so important right the self-care right mm-hmm. but then having a loving partner um having support a support yeah hold you accountable for stuff that you said you were going to do that months ago. Clean up the garage. You thought you, were, yeah. you said you were going to clean the garage <laughs> a fucking month ago and you haven't even touched it. Yeah. Do it. No, like maybe not like nagging like that, but yeah. you know what I mean, right? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So I think that that's super important. And, you know, with those, so those bits of nuggets of, you know, relationship sort of like tips, that's what I feel as though the, to bring it all back into the flow state um, that's the flow state of relationship for me, mm. right? Because f- flow, as I was reading before, was like, it's not just about productivity. Mm. Actually, flow um, from the book that um, a Hungarian-American um, guy, uh, Mihaly... It's I a really long surname. Butcher, I'm going to butcher his last name, I won't even say I it. I just but, ordered this book. Um, flow, yeah. the psychology of human experience. Yeah. He says, which is really cool when I was reading about it. And, he has optimum human experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he said, um, increased productivity is a side effect of flow, but achieving flow is ultimately about leading a more enjoyable, happier life. Mm-hmm. So um, it starts with intense laser focus and single tasking, I said earlier, then your creation of a more meaningful existence of making an impact that's just that's beyond just you that's achieving the flow state so yeah. i feel like fuck this guy is like well he's in a psychologist so he's like he's really good at what he does and well researched right so mm-hmm. i think that a lot of times we might think that a flow state is just oh how do i become more focused and productive in what i'm doing mm-hmm. but it's not that you're that's a means to the end which is a more enjoyable happy life mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why, like, I'm I'm doing like a promo for your podcast here. That's why this topic <laughs> is just so good because it relates to so many things. And here we are talking about relationships, mm-hmm. but your relationship can enter into a flow state because what are you doing in that relationship? Like, what are the specific skill sets or framework that you're putting into that relationship mm-hmm. that's helping you to achieve not productivity in the relationship, mm-hmm. but achieve a more enjoyable and a happy relationship because mm. that's ultimately what flow state is as per my understanding of what he wrote about, right? The yeah. whole intention of it. Yeah. And so I think that, well, this is an incredible platform for that because you can talk about so many topics. But yeah. It's pretty awesome. Right. <laughs> exactly. And like, thank you in advance to Winston's, Winston's coffee. coffee. Dun, da, 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 this is our coffee. Cheers. Cheers. Staple in Hong Kong. Good, good stuff, guys. Yeah, I'm drinking one of uh, Mike's coffees, and he's a fiend. He's got triple, triple shot in here. It's way, way above my uh, capacity. Special, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have the next guest on. I'll be like, 
She's like, I'm not going to need it until Monday again. Like, I'm good for the weekend. Yeah, I'm good. This is gently sip this one, carefully sip. But I love, I love the fact that this is like, in terms of like, uh, when I told my wife I was doing this, she's like, oh my God, that's so cool, right? Like, are you, it's like, I also feel like um, coming into this industry, into wellness, because mm-hmm. you know my background, I have like all corporate background, yeah. right? Yeah, you said. So now that I'm doing like wellness, it's opened up so many new channels and opportunities. And to me, it's like not just opportunities, but it's more like uh, opportunities, not for business, I mean, but opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I really wanted to get you on because uh, once I met up with you after this event and found out a little bit more about what you are doing with Bevida um, and the community, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked so much about being aware and we've talked so much about making change and uh, being accountable. Um, and I, I just really love that this is sort of your... I mean, you're going to share about your vision way better than what I'm going to share. Yeah. But what, what I'm most connected... But you're connected, doing a good job. Okay, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but what I feel most connected with um, with Bevida is just providing a platform and an environment for people to gain this awareness mm. um, and feel supported because... You know, if you're not aware of how you feel or what's happening to your body or how stressed you are, mm-hmm. especially with work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, or with the balance between life and work, yeah. uh, when you eventually become aware, it can be so overwhelming. Like there could be so it's like floodgates. Yeah. You'll go, oh, I didn't realize I wasn't getting enough sleep. Mm. And then it'll be like sleep, mm. this, 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 mm. this. And uh, so, yeah. So when you told me about what you're doing for with Bevida um I'm, I'm just amazed so please share with me more well i guess the first thing would be like i don't even think i i i told you this but vita is like um so bay is like for north that's our, our a name coined because of our partner but it's the idea of like north always looking forward mm, aspiring for something better yeah exactly and then vita is like for life but it's uh, an acronym that we have mm. which is v as in vitality I for integrity, hmm. T for togetherness, and A for advancement. Hmm. So these four aspects, obviously, we really buy into yeah. in terms of life. So you're big rocks. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, you know, I mean, we're in the space of wellness. Um, and the reason why we're doing this is we're um, doing it as a means to address mental health. Mm-hmm. And, and all those same things you were saying before, it's like you need the support, you need um, to feel a sense of belonging, that community. That all helps with um, your mental health. Mm-hmm. So from, from my perspective and my brother's perspective, we, we founded it um, to do that. And we think about wellness as mind, movement, and meet up. Mm. So those three are the core pillars to which we actionize many things mm. so we we think of those things in mind because if you have those three things you will be ultimately you know a better you'll uh, be happier for you'll be sure. happier right <laughs> yeah. yeah your well-being is then taken care of yeah and so um we we do that through as i was as as per our mind show that i had on friday was so the two main things that we would do we do um the second of which was the mind share which was more like we after we always ask the question if you say for example as like a strong um you know as a pt as a coach 
as someone who's looked at as a pillar of strength in your community or the people that you work with, your clients, um, they rely on you, mm-hmm. Ashley. Like they're like, man, Ashley, I have to see her once a week. I have to see her mm-hmm. because if not, I'm going to feel like shit. Like I'm, I'm just going to lose focus, but it's there. She's my pillar of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian and I were thinking, especially Julian, he, he, he sort of had this mentality because he's in the fitness world and coaching world. He was saying, where do we go as fitness and wellness people to have role models or mm-hmm. to seek help in that sense? Because the counselors, where do they get counseled? Therapists, where do they get therapized? All these, mm-hmm. all these things. I've never heard therapized, therapized. before. <laughs> I, I think that's a term, but I might have, you can make that up. I like it. But um, <laughs> all these people who are role models in their communities, you know, we, they need to have support as well too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these people are all like um, certified, um, have a lot of accreditations and degrees academic wise. Mm. Um, and they do a lot of empirical studies with this like actual, their case by case, their clients. But where else do they go to, to learn? Mm. And so we feel as though the peer to peer support through an industry profession, mm. like have grouping those people together that we did on, on Friday, mm-hmm. that's where you will learn your other skill sets. That's mm. where you're going to get to know more and more people who are yeah, on, on similar levels as an industry professional in the wellness industry, but they have so many other modalities and crafts that they have honed in on over so many years. And mm. so do you. So to know that one, you belong in a community of these people mm. meeting up with them and then sharing, um, and learning from them is, is so important to your to mental, yeah, your well. development, mental health. Right. <clears throat> and so that's something that, um, our platform wants to strive for. Mm. But we're taking another level in the sense that we want to attack, not attack, but tackle, <laughs> attack, uh, the corporate world. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the corporate world. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but we feel as though, like, a, um, from my many years of corporate, um, private equity, and like that finance world, I know in order to do stuff, you got to work smart. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I mean, it's not that I'm lazy, but it's I'd rather, I'd, it's another word, but um, <laughs> it's totally not. Um, it's working smart. So it's like B2B is where it can affect the most change Yeah, because everyone goes to work. And if you, if you tackle, tackle an organization, they'll disseminate the information to, to people at work because we're at work all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we're offering corporate wellness to um, corporate companies in mm. order to affect change and address mental health at the workplace, mm. but with, through people. And we're leveraging the people like you in our sort of our platform to go and is a human centric appro- approach mm. to have people of different modalities and strengths come in and provide like a dynamic solution to all these people because mm. my mental health issues are very different from yours. Yep. Um, the range in which I am receptive to solutions is very different as well too. Yeah. So I think that who doesn't like like diversity is a spice of life in that sense. Right. Mm. And that's what we're just, that's what we're doing. Um, enough pitching about, (laughs) but that's essentially what I'm doing. And I feel like, and, and to sum that all off, it's like, I'm so happy to kind of get into this industry because I get to meet amazing people like yourself. And learn that like there's so much like this is another step for me to learn, mm. and that's another step in reaching that my ultimate life flow state, right? Yeah. Enjoying uh, an enjoyable, happy life. Yeah. Right. To constantly learn. Yeah, I love it. I honestly, um, I I think sort of what you're sort of standing for, your acronyms, all those words, your big rocks. Mm. 
Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, they're real cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like you're now in, in our journey, right? <laughs> I want to say that that's like, you're now, all the people that I'm meeting is in my journey to sort of develop into something beyond my old self. Yeah. But I'm not forgetting my past, right? It's more of like, how do I continue to evolve? And, and, and ultimately right now, it's like my passion. When people talk to me, they're like, fuck, man, like you're doing something you're really passionate about because you can really get into that amazing, like, that mode when you're like when you're talking but you don't even realize you're talking so much or so fast but you're just so excited and your heart starts racing that's one of my favorite things to see in people mm. um and some like I, i've definitely met people where they've gone just don't bring up this topic with them because they'll talk at ages oh really and i'm like what oh what okay Why? and then i'll bring up that topic with them and they'll go like 110 miles about you know whatever it is and you can see it in their eyes like how much they love what they're talking about and how much they know it and live it and want to share it with you and want you to love it. Yeah. And I, that's sort of my favorite, one of my favorite qualities in people is when I can see that in them mm. and what they do. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, um, so there's like the good part of that. And then there's like the maybe part where like someone actually says like, you opened up a whole can of, yeah. <laughs> and that person won't stop. Like, do you ever feel like, like when you talk to people that like, do you, are you able to not not shut them up but mm -hmm. like are you able to corral them into okay bring us bring you down a level bring it down a bit like are you able to do that or do you feel like no if they're on a high let them be on a high like how, how do you i sort of let let's say i mean I, let them be on a high mm. until i've personally reached my own threshold of <laughs> the highness <laughs> and then i'll be like okay like you know, it depends how much I've let it drag on. Cause I've definitely been in situations where I've been like, I think I've heard <laughs> too much. Like, like I missed my bus I five to, times. Yeah. I'm or like, whatever. I need to move on from this. Like I love that you love it, but I'm going to piss my pants literally to, right now. I need to change the subject. <laughs> I've exactly. already pissed my pants. <laughs> no, I've definitely been there. Yeah. been on the bad side of like a passionate person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really love that quality in people. And mm. I think, you know, doing what you love is what I've sort of strived to do. And it's it's powerful in some ways. I, sometimes you feel guilty, right? Like taking yeah. people away, their flow away. Yeah. Right? This is <laughs> yeah. like my mojo in action now. And you're telling me to shut up and bottle it up, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's hard, right? Because it takes a lot of different communication tools or like someone who's very tactful at that to to as i said it's not necessarily shut them up it's like corralling them into yeah. another space or headspace it's normally i think if they start repeating themselves then i'm like okay we've covered all the facts now yeah, yeah. now it's just a lecture now I, you're yeah on. exactly <laughs> for me what i do is like i'll um and that's just fun because like in networking too we we're talking from the beginning right yeah. um this is what i do a lot of people start to get into their pitch mode mm. And then they continue. One thing that I'll do to, I think a lot of people don't know this, is the ability just to, to shut them up in a, in a very eloquent and respectable way. Mm. One thing that I always use for networking to sort of get out of a, like an awkward, like this guy talked too much, yeah. and, or I'm not interested at this moment, but I have your card already, all that stuff, mm. is to say, um, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing. So thank you. I'm, I'm just conscious of your time. Mm. So that's conscious of your time, not my time, your time, because yeah. I feel like you have a great story to tell. And I don't want to be the one to 
to the only one listening tonight because right. I feel like many more people would benefit from hearing your story. That's a much nicer approach. Right. And then, and, and so I said, and also, you know, we are at networking event mm. and the point is to meet more people. Right. So I would love, I think more people would benefit meeting you. Yeah. Than just me. <laughs> Boom. That's done. so nice. Right? I've definitely done things like I'm going to go talk to other people yeah. now. Or, I'm, I'm going to get another drink. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? <laughs> oh, that's it's much empty. nicer. Okay, let's go. Yeah, just like looking at it and visit like very, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. purposefully. Yeah. Or like pretending you have a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go. Oh, no. But I think that that's worked for me a lot after all the working practice because there are so many people who are like that but when you sort of give them a jolt mm. to remind them in a nice respectable way we, they obviously are here to meet other people too mm. right and so um i think people are very open to that and so when you give them the jolt but the jolt is done after mm. the compliments and the i'm yeah. i am conscious of your and the time listening. right yeah exactly so that that's something from a networking perspective that has worked really well with me mm. um because it's like i have your information already um and i'll i want to follow up with you mm. um and i can if i wanted to because i have your information yeah i think as well like thinking about networking and you know i think i, I used to be in sort of corporate mm. and go to these more corporate networking mm. things mm. where i've i think it sort of set precedent for being like unworldly uncomfortable with having to do pitches and things like this but i do think like go Moving on from that, especially these days, I'm much more settled in myself. Mm. Um, but then, you know, coming to your event or going to other industry events, I've always like, okay, what kind of person in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, do I have to be a certain way? Um, and I think if you're especially new to the industry or if you're like a, you know, I want to be a personal trainer or if I want to be a wellness coach, um, I think some people still have this idea that you have to present mm. uh what people will expect of you mm. and i definitely find that going to events where i am myself or i meet people like yourself um that who are themselves mm. uh and you can really see like there is no a real cookie cutter mm. cutter mm. figure that you need to be for sure uh, there is just sort of you just be yourself yeah and all of your wonderful qualities yeah and but one thing that's hard is that it's 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 ethically i'm sure that you could probably test this it's like it sometimes it's hard to be yourself oh 100 percent. because you can come off as like it like when you the environment is a huge um, impact on your ability to be yourself. Yes. Right. Because when everyone's in a room full of suits and it's like really nice in terms of like sophisticated and all that fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah. You're kind of put into that mode. But how do you exude your own self mm. through that? That I think takes time to practice. Yes. I think when you're in the, on, an environment like we had in the Mindshare, it was easy because... Um, off the bat, I told people, even before they came in, I said, you know, when I was texting, inviting them, it's like, this is an event where we are like Chinese culture or Asian culture, leave the shoes at the door, but leave your egos at the door, right? Mm. We're coming into a safe space here. We're here to learn, share and connect as mm. human beings. And then I set that precedent. But in so many events, they don't do that. So no. it's, it's hard. I yeah. understand that. But that's why I think like one thing is like, think about... um 
when I when I bring it down to that level of yourself, it's like for me, it's all compliment people like on the hat or when I first met you, I, I said I loved your glasses mm. because it's not just like I love your glasses, but as you said before, it's like I'll associate that with something that's personal to me. So the reason why I would say what I would say to you is like I love your glasses because I'm a huge spectacle person as well too as you see my glasses yes. are pretty damn cool <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and yo you better be complimenting me on my glasses too <laughs> yeah. you know so so glasses I'm, I'm glasses. A, yeah exactly so i'm like a huge like i will relate that back to my own self in yeah. the sense that why do i love your glasses it's not just seeing it for the for the sake, sake of, of yeah. saying it it's like i love your glasses because i spend a lot of time picking my glasses and i've got like 10 pairs and this is my evolution of today this is the nathan you'll see of the gold rim glasses that make him look kind of cool because he kind of <laughs> is you know i like so i wanted to i like um like iron slim frame glasses the last one i have were more, more subtle mm. um and i'm super fussy about what what shape frames i have yeah and i hate spending time shopping I so really don't what like it. made you choose these glasses the, is this like a new impulse. ashley we're seeing here this is impulse shit Thank guys you, i'm impulse. sure the guys in the room are like yeah. <laughs> yo I, what's going on with this girl honestly these glasses are, i'd say it was quite like understated previously like kind of blend in type glasses mm. um i yeah was, it's like the first thing you see these no these ones are oh the, the other opposite ones. oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah okay, got I, it. I was meeting up with these guys for a coffee in Causeway Bay. Yeah. I got off the tram and I needed a new pair because I broke my other ones. Okay. And, um, and I just walked into opticians. I said, I don't want to spend any more than 800 bucks. Uh, can you show me your cheap frames? He took me right to the back of the shop. These are the first ones that I saw. I was like, I'm going to wear these, Whoa, put nice. them on. They're like, cool. I'm like, don't spend too much time because I'll be like, oh, these aren't good. Oh, Ooh, these yeah, ones yeah, not yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. So boom. How soon can you do them? Two hours, three yeah, hours. Yeah. It's like, cool. Here's my money. I'll see you in a bit. It's just like your gut instinct. I think, yeah, they were the first ones I picked. Yeah. Um, and I've actually never felt so good in a pair of glasses before. Amazing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to always pick like that. My specs like this. I now. like the gold. Rip, like the side I like the blue the whole blue I like yeah. the I mean I like the obviously the blue <laughs> yo that's the worst part yeah <laughs> I only like the gold yeah. obviously no but no I really like the the blue and so I think it's like if it makes you feel amazing that's the thing that's ultimately what it is right I've um yeah it was a, a bit of a realization there for me because I'm not like don't 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 really dress you buy fancy things um yeah I wouldn't say I care too much about where my hair looks for example um but having these glasses i really felt like uh i had my shit together like (laughs) um uh yeah it sort of i felt really good after just do you ashley just yeah i'm like why have i been putting off denying myself of nice things like i don't care yeah because they make me feel real good that's amazing (laughs) you know these glasses um the story is here I actually had another pair of glasses before, but um, I got these glasses with my wife and I was in the private equity, like finance background. And when I put these on, I was like, I look like a total fucking idiot, right? (laughs) I look way like too, like I'm trying too hard to be trendy or whatever, because I'm here, I'm wearing a suit and all that stuff. And um, I was like worried. And then- It's like August men. (laughs) Yeah. And so like my wife was like, honey, 
we gotta get it together like <laughs> you i'm getting a pair and you're getting a pair and that's that and like <laughs> all right well i'm not gonna wear these a lot i'll still get them but i'm not gonna wear them like every day she's like you'll see you will <laughs> Like does that mean, right? <laughs> you were gonna wear it every day, or else you ain't getting getting none of this, right? Like that shit, or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, wear the glasses. I'm fucked. Okay, I'm gonna wear them. So and I got them, and then I actually really thought I wasn't gonna wear them, so I just actually put them at home, and then I wore my other glasses. And then slowly but surely, um, so I took an Instagram photo with my wife and we had both these glasses and obviously everyone loved them and were like, oh, you guys look so cute and it was great. And I'm like, okay, fine, cool, whatever. Like, I'm not doing this just for Insta. Uh, maybe I am. <laughs> Shameless, it's yeah. fine. Go for but it. No, but I, I started wearing them and then obviously no one really said anything and then it was cool. And then I evolved, like I grew into them. Yeah. Right? And then I look back on the glasses that I wore. I'm like, fuck, I look like a tool before. Oh. <laughs> I look so much better now. Right? Which is weird, but it's cool because I've evolved. Like, maybe like you. Like, you, yeah. you, maybe if you look back on your old glasses and when you were looking like in the other like podcast, them. you probably yeah. like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you. What the but, hell? But I will say, my. Totally mom, negated my point there. No, no, no. <laughs> I will agree with your point because my mom, a few weeks ago, well, when I broke them, she got me a pair of glasses like this, but tor tortoiseshell. Uh, oh, tortoiseshell. Uh, I love those. I like tortoiseshell too, yeah. but I think maybe because my mom got them for me, I was like, <laughs> and then when i showed her these she's like i got you exactly the same pair like a couple of weeks ago and you denied them uh, but maybe i just grew into them over those yeah, two weeks so. yeah exactly <laughs> so i was just like okay that and so it's funny because like when i was saying but the glasses is like that's another thing that okay it's like a weird i think a lot of people are uh worried that like the couples who look like each other or dress the same or wear the same outfits are like oh i would never do that like, <laughs> they look like real idiots yeah like, the matching like mickey mini t-shirts yeah. <laughs> but it, i and i never thought that i would do that but no, i fucking did that yeah. with my wife like we both wear the same glasses and people remember you like oh it's so sweet you, yeah you guys wear the same stuff which is cool and so it's another thing like in evolution i think in a relationship like as it's not like quite the secret place, mm. but it's like the thing that you have together mm. and knowing that um, only she and you have that sort of special thing that mm. is a physical item, like a tangible thing. And that's, um, it makes it special. And like, um, I know you're going to say something, but I, just my final, my final no, thing no. I was saying about this was like, it was crazy because when I was, before I got married to her, I was always like, um, she's my wife or she's my girlfriend she's my fiance um and we're talking about best friends mm. and she would always say nathan you're my best friend and i'm like what the you're hell my man? Best friend. you're not my best friend like <laughs> best friend like no i got like my other buddies who are my best friends whatever right and she's she was always on that she's like how come i'm not your best friend <laughs> and i would be like because you're not but <laughs> because you're my wife or because you're my girlfriend right and so but it was after like actually maybe a year ago or so or just like recently that i also said you know what you are my best friend mm. it was crazy and i had that revelation where i enjoyed thoroughly every moment that i had with her mm. like we could not 
like we didn't have to be just like intimate to be like you're gonna you have know, loads together, of goodies right? and rewards after this episode for sure the wife's gonna be very happy listen, with you <laughs> listen you're my best friend <laughs> and so i came upon that revelation and it's yeah it's very sweet and cheesy but it's actually really true because it's more of like how do i see my best friend it's like someone who i can hang out with every day do anything that I want to talk mm. about my issues, everything. Right. And I think just narrowing the title to like my wife is just so blah. Like mm. it's, it's more of like, yeah, you are much more, I mean, you're my wife, but you're also my best friend too. And so mm -hmm. like, think that the glasses are a symbolization, which is really weird that she made me become <laughs> like aware of the fact that I'm her, like she's my best friend. Aww. So she kind of like, put that into place somehow like Aww. i don't know what the hell you're on or <laughs> some something. voodoo stuff yeah <laughs> she's got some control over me in that way oh that's so lovely yeah it's nice oh i really oh your wife was at the event wasn't she she yeah. came towards the end yeah she came in the end yeah yeah i, I noticed the glasses you did too yeah i did See, there you go yeah. right <laughs> so that's 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 the thing it's like little things like that as like a relationship in a couple mm. that it's special to you but other people who are very thoughtful yeah and detail-oriented will notice that yeah right? and, and i think it's like um so what what i was thinking about were with glasses is you know sort of denying the importance of appearance to mm. myself and i think it, it, i think we do it a lot with a few things you know like we we deny like you know your topic of confidence mm. uh, as a wellness professional mm. some professionals will even deny that they're not confident because they want to be that pillar of confidence That's for right. all of these people. That's right. And, you know, so many people will go on their lives denying that they are a certain way when actually it is that thing that is probably eating them up the most. Mm. Um, and uh, where was I going with this? Well, I think in terms of like, just to, to play on that, in terms of denying the confidence, just like mental health awareness, for example, mm. right? Like one in six people in Hong Kong have... Uh, or perceptible, um, or have the ability to have a um, mental health issue, mm. and that's a fact from uh, the World Health Organization, mm. and and they did a study through um, Hong Kong U, mm. and so they had that, and that's like an alarming fact, mm -hmm. but that's very true, and I would assume that that stat is actually more prevalent now because mm. of because one of the that. protests and then Everything. the pandemic so a lot of people are suffering but suffering in silence yeah and i think like you know where where you're going with bay vida and uh, these mind shares is you know you these people are gathering and they're sharing stories about you know how they're not confident mm. or how they are practicing to be confident and they're exposing themselves and you know in a, not in an inappropriate manner but like uh, being vulnerable yeah. and sharing these experiences and you can see oh that person's like not got their shit together a hundred percent but you know they're still they're still killing it they're still doing stuff um, and i think even in like a corporate environment when you think oh i can't you know, I'm stressed, something's wrong with me because I need to work hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not necessarily exposed to the solution of maybe you need to work less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe you need to do more for you. Yes. Um, and the world needs more of that yep. and more support to do things like that. So, you know, I'm so delighted to like have met you and to have t attended your event because, uh, yeah, you know, just really speaks to me what, what you're doing and what you're sort of... The reason why we're doing wellness is I think a lot of people have tough time 
um, addressing things. So our format, or I guess not format, but the way in which we help people is we have a, a phrase where it's you work out, then you can work in. Mm. So working out as in like fitness and health and whatnot and being aware of that, even just through breathing. But once you mm. get that from that physical state, you can then get to the mental state mm. and you can work in and you can be much more open about how you're feeling, your vulnerabilities mm. and, and all that stuff. So you break down the barrier physically and then emotionally and spiritually, mentally, those issues will come out and you're much, it's much easier to sort of communicate those and talk about those things. So in a corporate setting, a lot of people are worried because I'm in my job and my boss people is here. People are going to judge me yeah, exactly. or say the wrong thing. Exactly. So that's why in, in what we try to do is have people like yourselves or other you know, very physically in terms of like the movement aspect, gifted at that to get people to sort of get awareness and then break that down, then talk about the stuff that really matters as well too. So I, I think that's important. No, I love it. I love it. And you know, we've actually finished our hour. Ooh, awesome. Right? Gone, it went by so quick. I know. I love it. No, thanks for starting uh, the Friday with me like yes. this and sharing all these wonderful tips. Uh, and yourself yes. with me and these guys and whoever else is watching and listening. Thank you for um, having me. Appreciate it a lot. Where can we sort of find out more about Bevita, about you, about your brother? So uh, basically just www.bevita.com. That's the first place. Um, Instagram. Instagram is at N8, the number 8HO. So Nate Ho play on numbers and words and then uh, my brother is julian dot ho oh, i think so julian ho that's here or something sorry okay. julian i screwed that up but <laughs> anyway um people will find it on our website and baby is also on instagram not yet we okay. chose not to but uh we're we're slowly slowly working towards that but just our website for now okay, okay. awesome well no thanks a lot and thank have you. a good day yes you too yay oh Oh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you to our amazing sponsor, To Be Frank. Um, thank you guys again for letting us use thank the you. space. Yes, and letting us see your boobies. Thank you guys for watching another episode of the Flow Space podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation I had with Nathan as much as I did and learned from it as much as I did. Um, yeah, I'm just really happy to have him on. Uh, and thank you guys to be frank again for lending us this awesome location. Guys, you need to come down here for a drink and soak up the vibes yourself because uh, it's pretty sweet. And even through this whole time with uh, all these places being closed and people not wanting to go out, like it's still vibing down here in Kennedy Town. So uh, come visit and uh, see you next time. <laughs>